Welcome to the Con Pod, a Star Trek convention podcast, a proud member of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Here is your host, Ron Robel. Welcome to the Con Pod. As of this recording, we are exactly 20 weeks, 140 days away from the 57-year mission in Las Vegas. Today's topic is going to be a deep dive introduction to the convention, which we'll often be referring to as STLV. We have a great guest panel today and are joined by host of Weekly Trek, Alex Perry. Alex, welcome to the Con Pod. Hi, Ron. Thank you so much for having me. We're also excited to have for her second Con Pod appearance, Brooke Horton. Brooke, thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. So the point of this episode is to do a real deep dive into the introduction of what we're going to call STLV, the 57-year mission in Las Vegas. Uh, it's a big convention. It's something a lot of folks can be intimidated by. Uh, Creation's website has some information, but it's kind of limited on what they do provide as far as transportation, hotel options, even their ticket options. So we're going to do a deep dive into those three topics. Um, and jumping right in, we're going to talk about getting to Las Vegas. I think it's fair to say most people fly into Vegas. I'm assuming you both are flying. Um, Absolutely. Is that, have you already booked your flights? How far out do you typically book? So I kind of said at the beginning of this, I'm still not 1000% sure if I'm coming to Vegas this year. You're killing so me, I'm, Brooke. I think that by the end of this, I will be convinced because this has happened to me before. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to look for my flights just a couple of months in advance because for my part, I fly direct um, via Allegiant. And based on the timing of that airline, it tends to be like the last piece of the puzzle. Whereas tickets, I buy them when they go on special. And yeah, so I take that as the last linchpin of fate telling me to go is <laughs> the uncancelable flight. So. And that will be a fun theme to talk about as well in, in booking the convention kind of at the last minute. I think there's a lot of us, and I'm one of them, that as soon as the tickets come up, if I'm going, I try to buy that ticket right away. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot of tricks to getting good deals at the last minute, too. Um, how about you, Alex? Have you already booked your flight? How far do you, do you book? Flights are always the last thing that I do. I do hotel first. So they normally put the hotel block up for sale like a week after the last one ends. And typically I will just grab the hotel room then because you just put down like one night's deposit, which is like $80, $90 um, to, to just sort of have the room. So I just kind of have that sorted. I picked up my ticket in there. They were having a 10% off sale uh, over the Christmas period. So I got my general admission ticket then. But I typically won't do flights until six to eight weeks out, normally just because... I kind of I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing around it. Sometimes my wife and I have like flown out a few days before and like spent some time in Vegas beforehand, or I might have to go somewhere for work right afterwards. Two years ago, I had to come in from San Diego because I was presenting at a conference in San Diego this year. I might have to go to Denver on Monday. So uh, yeah, it, it, I, that's what I typically will do last. Cause it's as Brooke says, it's the one that's most like, unchangeable once it's done mm -hmm. yeah. uh you know the ticket i can sell on the hotel i can cancel and get the the uh the deposit back but yeah the flight feels like the the sort of okay then you're really locked into the specific travel plans that you have created mm -hmm. yeah i i did some digging too and according to travel research they say to book your flight on a tuesday and try to book it about 70 days out and allegedly that's when you get the absolute best deals um, so yeah, once you are in Vegas, that's when the fun starts to begin. If you've never been to the Vegas airport, the Harry Reid International Airport, as it is now called, um, kind of fun. It's the only airport, I think, in the country where you can play slot machines right there. Yeah, um, that was a strange true. experience for me, getting off Something the plane different. the first time. <laughs> and the, the Alex, the, the buffalo, the charging buffalo, like the, I feel like it's associated with me now, the charging buffalo, the whatever that one is. Like, I mean, it's, it's everywhere. No, no. Yes. You What's mean the, the rockin' bronco or whatever it is? No, it's like a buffalo charging out of the screen. and uh. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's, yeah, I've never... That yeah. slot machine, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Anyway, Love airport. It. Yeah, um, but no, I mean, the airport in itself is kind of a tourist attraction. There is so much to see and do there, um, which when you're leaving Vegas, it's also a busy airport, so it's a good idea to get there early, um, to get through security and just spend some time at the slot machine. Um, but once you're there, the signage is really good. As far as getting from the airport to the hotel, 
lots of options. Um, there's airport shuttles, Beltrans and Super Shuttle. They're about $15 one way. Um, Did you Uber say Bel or, like Robert Bel Beltran? Would you say Beltran? Yeah. Robert Beltran, Beltran will personally pick you up and drive you from Harry Reid <laughs> to the Rio. It's one of his little side gigs that he does. does just just tweet at him that you would like him to transport you to the airport, and I'm sure you'll get a really lovely response. It does not surprise me in the slightest. Hey. Guys, I'm so sorry I'm late. Hey, it's Bill. Hey, I promise Bill. I'm not trying to be a diva. <laughs> well, and we are joined right now with by Bill Smith, one of the hosts of the Trek Geeks podcast. Uh, Bill, thank you for being here. Welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry for interrupting live recording. I apologize. <laughs> you're totally good. We are right now talking about um, once you're in Vegas at the airport, getting from the airport to the hotel, looking at the Vegas, never heard of it. <laughs> but yeah, right. Little town, not walkable. A lot of people think you can walk to the hotels from the airport in Vegas, and that is not something you want to do, especially going to the Rio. Um, yeah, but we were saying there's the airport shuttles, which are about $15 one way Uber or Lyft. I did a uh, cost estimates between 35 and 42, um, or you have taxis, which is just a flat rate, $27 from the airport to the Rio. It's considered zone three. They have fixed pricing. Um, but Bill, how do you, when you get there, first thing you're off the plane, you're heading straight to the hotel. How do you get to the hotel? It, it, in days past, it used to be the shuttle. And I used to get the return ticket, but it's always a pain to try to schedule the second leg of that journey to go to the airport to go home. So I, I was in Vegas just a month ago and I actually used a cab and your pricing is pretty much right on the money. It was the cheapest option and um, it, it was actually pretty quick. I mean, cabs are, are pretty cognizant about long hauling these days and taking it from the airport, they're not going to run you all over town. They want to get you to the hotel because they want to get back in line. Except for me, my very first year, before they brought in the they brought in the 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 zone pricing, then it was just the meter. Right. I get in the car. I get in the taxi. This is 2011, my very first STLV, and I'm thrilled. I've been to Vegas once before to go to the experience, but this was my first STLV. I rub it in. Taxi, rub it in. And, um, the experience. Yeah. Oh uh, wait, no, it wasn't my first STLV. It was going to the experience in 2009, my first time rub in Vegas. I've never been there before. <laughs> oh yeah, but just wait, just wait until you hear this. So I get in the cab and uh, and I'm like, yeah, I you know I'm going to the uh, the Las Vegas Hilton, RIP. Um, well, RIP as the Las Vegas Hilton. Yeah, and, um, and it's dead to me since the death of the experience. I don't care what it's called. <laughs> so the guy says, um, says uh, he says, oh, oh, uh, first time in Vegas. I go, I go, oh yeah, my first time here. I'm so thrilled <laughs> to be here. My cab ride was fifty dollars, and and then my one on the way back was fifteen. Oh my word! Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I had a great time because he took me all around the like. He didn't tell me this. He didn't. You know. He was like, oh yeah, I'll get you to the get you to the you know the hotel and of course he took me on that like all the way around the highway so of course oh, I yeah. saw I got a lovely nighttime view of the strip mm. but I, I didn't realize it was not the most efficient route to the hotel oh. so I, I also have a however um it is efficient and cost effective unless you ask them to make a pit stop say right. to pick up some sort of adult beverage where it would be cheaper <laughs> purportedly then the casino, um, I'm quite convinced that there's a uh, a very intentional route that they all go to because my last cab driver um, got a free Red Bull while I, along with other cab drivers, while I shopped for very expensive alcohol. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like uh, maybe the efficiency is if you truly just declare your intentions of going straight to the hotel. <laughs> And I have one more taxi story. Sorry, Ron, you said this is like a 35, 40 minute episode and you invited the three of us. So like you've done this to yourself. We'll just edit so, this all down. There's a Patreon version. So, so this is the... So this is the uh, uh, this is the like only at STLV version of a cab story. So STLV 2014 2015 Monday morning. I'm about to get my a cab, getting a cab from the hotel back to the airport, and you know it's early. Uh, this one my wife had actually come. It's the only one she ever came with me to. So we're standing in line, and um, someone gets in line behind us, and uh, it's Casey Biggs, aka Damar from Deep Space Nine, and. 
for, for, for whatever reason, he was in a chatty mood. So he started talking to me and, you know, he was like, did you go and see the Rat Pack last night? I did not go and see the Rat Pack last night. But of course I was like, oh yeah, because I'd seen totally. it before. I was like, yeah, you guys rocked it. You did a really great job this year. Okay, good. You want to you wanna share a cab to the airport? Yes, I want to share a cab with Casey Biggs to the airport. So yeah, we got in a cab and 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 he paid, which is the other great thing about it. So like, you know, the, so the next year I made sure to get an autograph and a photo up. Of course, he didn't remember me at that point because I was just some guy that he shared a cab with. But um, but yeah, only STLV. That that could happen to you. You too could share a cab with Casey Biggs on the way back from the convention. Well, now I want to share a cab with Alex Perry because I feel like that's like a, I'm one degree away from Casey Biggs. Oh, for sure. The other thing though is if you take a cab, um, be sure to to get a look, or you can even snap a picture of the cabbie's license if you ever feel like you have an issue during a trip whether you've been long hauled or whether there's a bad interaction with the cabbie, the Nevada taxi cab authority does take these things very seriously. And as somebody who has reported a cabbie once for, for some really, really horrible driving and misconduct, um, they will follow up on it. And, but that, that's the key piece of information they would need. And to that as well, we were talking about Alex having the experience where they overcharge in Vegas, the, the the taxis that you pick up at the airport, it's going to cost you, if you're going to the Rio right now, $27. And you will see signs all over the airport with the flat rate pricing. Um, that doesn't include the credit card fees, a gratuity, or I guess there's a $1 fuel surcharge. But if you're asked to pay more than that, you absolutely want to follow up with the, the taxi authority because that is not legal <laughs> in Vegas. Um, and then I will say, Bill, to your point about the shuttles, I love taking the shuttle from the airport to the Rio. Um, yeah. If you're new to Vegas, especially, I call it a poor man's tour because you're going to get to stop at other casinos along the way, see some of the strip. Um, if you're in a rush, not the fastest way to get there. Um, but I do the same, taking a, a Uber back um, to the airport at the end. I will say that if you're going early in the morning in 2021, I left the Rio at 4 a.m., took 45 minutes to get an Uber. So plan ahead, make sure you have that lined up. Um, and then there is also in the Star Trek Convention Experiences Facebook group, um, as we get closer to the convention, there is a ride share post where if your flight is arriving at the same time as someone else and you want to share a cab, um, easier to split that fare as well. But any other tips or advice on getting around Vegas once you're there? Anyone? No? Perfect. From find the Rio. Thank you, Smith. Yeah, fine, Casey Biggs. He'll Biggs. take you anywhere you yeah. want to go. Or, or call yeah. Robert Beltran and he'll take you yeah. anywhere you want to go. Yeah. Transportation. Yep. Um, from the Rio, it is impossible to walk anywhere other than the Gold Coast next door, the Palms across the street, which I guess has reopened since the last time we were there, and uh, the like new uh, Denny's, which is across the street. Everywhere else, you will probably need to take a cab, an Uber, some other form of transportation to get you where you need to go. Obviously, once you're on the strip, it's it's fairly walkable um, between the hotels. You know, obviously not from probably not from one end to the other, but like you know, most other places you want to go. But the Rio is kind of out on an island uh, on the other side of a highway. And I have done the walk from Caesar's Palace to the Rio, and I, I will say that I do not recommend it for anybody in else. Poly in polyester, <laughs> probably. No, fortunately, I was uh, I was in my civilian clothing at that point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it was a miserable experience. <laughs> I say, was it 115 degrees? It was, it will, so it was nighttime. So, it, so the temperature itself was not like too, too bad, but like you are walking on a bridge over a highway with it next to a like like the bridge itself is a highway there's a highway underneath you it's just sort of a the, the sort of odor traffic that kind of you know <laughs> yeah. wafts up and over you well, while you're there is not to mention the experience. fact that like the heat hits you like what a cisco punch in the face like you yes. walk out <laughs> yeah even at like, like 8 p.m yeah, yeah right it's rough. i'll say too the rio is a great site it's very safe i've never felt not safe there but i can't imagine walking that at night Particularly if you're by yourself, it's I, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> no. That can be a little hairy. Um, having said that, too, getting around once you're there, if you are planning on doing a Walmart run, there is a Walgreens next to that Denny's as well that's really walkable. Yes. And then if you want to do a Walmart run, again, in the Star Trek Convention Experiences group, um, there's a local Las Vegas fan group that will coordinate free Walmart trips, away missions. Um, so keep an eye open for that as it gets closer as well. But our next topic, we're going to look at hotels um, and kind of what to expect. So I know, Bill, you just came back from Vegas. 
Um, I did. Vegas hotels are a little bit different. Their fees are a little bit different. They have some different resort fees, check-ins a little bit different. How, what should people expect a little bit differently when they go to Vegas versus Hampton and back home? I think the thing that surprised me the most is that there is definitely less staff. Um, at, and at checkout, I would not expect to encounter a human unless you have a problem. Everything is pretty much now kiosk driven. If you get an email, you know, from your reservation that says, Hey, you want to check in early. I recommend taking advantage and using the link in the email to give yourself a leg up. Um, because that lets you maybe go to a shorter line just to get your key as opposed to having to register from the ground up. Um, the wait time for the kiosks, I stayed at the Flamingo. So kind of center strip, kind of a, a value hotel compared to the other ones around it. Um, and it, the Flamingo was busy. It's probably the busiest I've seen it. Um, probably back to pre pandemic levels and it was Super Bowl weekend, which didn't help. Um, but it was, it was a hop in place. I'm not going to lie. I don't anticipate the Rio to be that busy, but when you factor in, there's less staff. Um, it, it's, there's probably going to be some wait times. To the staffing point too, I know housekeeping is something that's still a little interesting. Um, in 2021, yeah. I was lucky. I had housekeeping every night of my stay, but I had people that said housekeeping didn't stop into their room even once. Yeah. Um, so let the front desk know if that's something that's important to you. Um, but there and are, tip. yes, yes. Yeah. Leave absolutely. A fiber. Like, yeah. Yep. Uh, when it comes to hotel options, there's really two properties that are really reasonable for this event like alex said the rio is kind of far from everything <laughs> um it's not right on the strip you're a, a good drive even from there um, but the rio is the host hotel where everything is happening under one roof it's possible to check in and never leave the building once all week as um, i have right done 11 times <laughs> i think that's most people brooke have you do you typically just camp out for the whole week Okay, Alex, we venture out. That's true. In, in recent we're years, we're in recent <laughs> years, I have discovered a group that does like to 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 exit the hotel and go visit yes. other hotels. But prior to that, I mean, yeah, there have been whole years when I have walked into the hotel on a yeah. Wednesday or a Thursday morning and then not left until Monday. Yeah, and I I have the, I so I want to say one year I was at a semi nearby Airbnb and a condo, which I loved. Um, but it still required a walk and an Uber every morning and staying in the Rio. And then last year staying in the Paris, which was obviously adjacent to what was the name of the, was it Bally's? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, to me, that feels like the ultimate experience is being able to just go up and down from your room. And so, yeah, I, and I think I'm excited to be back at the Rio. Um, I personally liked the slightly more sedate pace of the Rio versus Paris, which is a bit bougier and more popular and more frequented and it's on it's on the strip. And so I'm excited to get back to the Rio for that easy, you know, like hotel to convention and back and forth transition throughout the day. And right across the street is the Gold Coast. Um, I know Alex and Brooke, you said you have not stayed there. Bill, have you stayed at the Gold Coast before? I I have stayed at the Mold Coast. I mean, the Gold Coast. Yes, I have. <laughs> it's very affordable. It's extremely affordable. Now, if you view, you know, your convention hotel room as just a place to crash when you are done trekking out to the nth degree, then the Gold Coast is not a terrible option. Um, is if it you, like the friend's couch of hotels? It, it's probably like. worse. Yeah. Um, don't go expecting a lot. Uh, and I, I think that that's really the thing. I went with no expectations and it even came in under there. Um, <laughs> but admittedly, I am a Vegas snob. And I I, yeah. I admit to this right up front. I'm not a fan of the Rio. I'm not a fan of the Gold Coast. If I had my way, I'd stay at Paris or the Bellagio or the Venetian because I'm a Vegas hotel snob. Yeah, uh, The Rio is serviceable. The Rio is in the center of everything. Um, but the Gold Coast is not a bad option. Well, you might have your way because I think we're going to have to re-record this next year because I guess this is almost certainly the very last year yeah. that it will what? take place at the Rio. Yeah, it sounds like more than likely. Yeah, yeah. Breaking news from the supernatural Vegas convention where Adam Malin was like, "Yeah, they don't want us." like they're moving out of the convention business as part of the upcoming renovations. Of course, we were not at the Rio last year because of the renovations that actually didn't happen. Didn't so happen. 
The Rio oh, will look didn't. just the no, nothing is different. It is exactly the same as it was. But that's great. It'll be a final non-pandemic swan song for the Rio for our lovable dump of a hotel. I think the other thing that's important yeah. to say too, which is not just us reminiscing about Vegas experiences, um, but like is useful for people who are listening, is that okay, so these are giant hotels. There's a lot of walking. Even if you're staying at the Rio, yeah. the, the walk from your room to the convention is long. You yes. will easily clock up 10,000 steps. You may even clock up 20,000 steps, even if you are just staying inside the Rio. Now, that then potentially says to you like, oh, okay, well, if I'm doing 10,000 steps just staying in the Rio, how many extra steps is it to stay in the Gold Coast? Honestly, the answer is not actually all that much just because it is like directly across the street. Your extra walk time is and your extra step time. Yes, there's more because it is a little bit further away, but the, the way the Rio is constructed, everybody has to walk down this very long corridor to get to the convention center. And then the vendor's room is even further away. So like I would say a solid 50% of everybody's journey, regardless of whether you're staying at the Rio or at the Gold Coast is, is baked in for everybody from the moment you sort of decide you're heading to the convention. So you are going to do a lot of walking, which you should be aware of as part of like planning for your week, comfortable shoes, if you are so inclined, potentially a mobility scooter if you have any kind of mobility issues right like you will be doing a lot of walking factor that into your decision about that um and and like you know at that point so don't make your decision about hotel based off of how long of a walk you have because everybody does a lot of walking your sense of spatial reasoning is astounding thank you i appreciate that and spot on by the way yeah i'll say i stayed at the gold coast a few years ago too and i i clocked it and it was an eight minute walk from my room to the convention spot, but that was walking absolutely nonstop at a very brisk pace. Um, last time in 2020, I think I stayed in the Masquerade Tower, it was a seven minute walk from my room to the convention space. Um, the big difference being at the Gold Coast, all air, exactly. It's 140 <laughs> degrees outside, it's super dry. Um, I, you know, the Mold Coast, I like that. I can't think of a good pun for the Rio, but the Rio, <laughs> in my eyes, is not a heck of a lot better than the Gold Coast. It's still. no. It's showing its age. Um, yeah. Personally, I stay wherever it's cheaper. I got a really good rate at the Rio this year. Um, but that leads to kind of finding the best rate. Um, could, uh, Creation has a group rate. It's not a great rate. <laughs> it's actually more than you'll get if you book through Caesars.com, through the Rio's website. Um, and if you have the player's card, the Caesars rewards. Some of the nights I'm there this year, I'm paying $8 a night plus the resort fees and everything. Um, So what advice, how do you guys go about booking your room, Alex? I will book it through the group rate, like as soon as it's available. And then I will sit and watch for deals, which I did this year. They had a, they had a really big sale around Thanksgiving, Christmas time. And uh, I jumped on it, rebooked a room through the sale. It was much cheaper than the group rate. And then I canceled the group rate. Um, I, you know, I would say it's March now. So five months out, likely. So, so first of all, the Rio is not going to sell out, right? Like you, if you want a room at the Rio, you can get a room at the Rio all the way up until the day before you want to check in or even the day of you check in. You'll find a room at the Rio. That's no problem. I think the group rate closes out like a couple of weeks before, um, but it's not the best group rate in the world. So like, you know, I wouldn't necessarily like sort of, you know, be particularly committed to that i think if you're the kind of person who knows you want to go and you're deal shopping yes use the player's card yes see if a see if a a sale comes up and then just keep an eye on the price and at whatever point you sort of get the sense that like this is what i'm comfortable paying or this is what i want to do go for it and you know you, you you'll be fine if that is not something that you ever have to worry about there being a lack of availability for yeah agreed um, we were also talking earlier about food options um, and the Gold Coast versus the Rio. 2021 was the last time the convention was at the Rio. COVID was a big player. A lot of the restaurants were closed. Um, but we were all talking kind of before the podcast about the Gold Coast. They have a TGI Fridays. They have a Subway. They used to have the cheapest and best $6 breakfast buffet, all you can eat. Um, when it comes to getting food, do you guys have any tips, tricks, anything like that? The one thing I've learned from my most recent Vegas trip is that COVID rules are still in effect. So a lot of the buffets have not reopened. And in fact, some of them have closed permanently, like the one at the Flamingo, which was one of the biggest ones in town. Um, I went to Gordon Ramsay Steak 
uh, on my trip. And you know, I normally look forward to the the meat trolley that they bring out or the <laughs> yeah. wheel of meat mm-hmm. that I like to refer to. And they said they actually are prohibited from doing it right now because it's food out among everybody in the open air. And wow. that's why the buff the buffets are still closed. Uh-huh. So if you're looking for a food option, um, know that the buffets are pretty much off the table. I'll say to you like a breakfast tip that I'm a big fan of. Breakfast at the Rio last time was very difficult. Hash House of Go-Go's there. The food's fantastic, but long wait times. Uh, yeah. DoorDash, Get Grubhub, up but they will deliver to the hotel and it's fast, it's quick, and the line is a whole lot shorter. If you're an early morning person, if you're up before 7 a.m., Hash House is a great place to go. You don't have to wait in line. Um, I always find my first couple of days while I'm still on East Coast time, that's easy. It gets harder the later in the convention it gets. Yep. But the best people watching, the best, like, not just people watching, our people watching, yes. like your right. peers. It's yes. Just, it's the best. It's like, it's where, I, it's where I discovered that Daniel Davis is not British. <laughs> wait, ha, wait, what? How? At, ha- at Hash House? At Hash so House, yes. On, leaning yes. on your table? Or? You know, we, I, I, got, I was sat at the bar and he came and sat next to me. And, uh, you know, I just assumed he was British. His accents, you know. Very you possible. assume everyone's British. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that's a British thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I heard him, t- and he started talking in an American accent, and I saw. So I, as I'm sitting next to him, I'm on his IMDb, and yeah, he was born in Arkansas. I'm crushed. I know. Yeah, me too. Of course. <laughs> then I went to his table British. and discovered him doing the British accent. So I think he does do a little bit. Like I think he puts it on for the fans. <laughs> that cheeky monkey. Awesome. Yeah. Until I was like, oh, Daniel, I I never realized you're not you're not British. I read you're from Arkansas, and then the accent disappeared like that. <laughs> i will say if you're between the gold coast or the rio you'll get more interactions off the clock out of the convention at the rio obviously because that's where most yeah. of the talent is staying um yeah elevator rides it's not uncommon to see them in line at starbucks so if it's your first convention don't be surprised when you see them they're regular human beings too they um, use the bathrooms the only- we use <laughs> Yes. <laughs> How many times have you bumped into like LeVar Burton? You know, <laughs> yeah. into, but like a segue. In a, yeah. It's kind of Not great. the best place to ask for a selfie. <laughs> no, no. N- none since the restraining order. <laughs> no, we don't talk about that. <laughs> the breakfast thing is one of the reasons why like doing a Walmart run actually isn't the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, I did that for the first time a couple of years ago. And it. I think I'll do it again this year. Um, because it was good to just have like snacks and, you know, granola bars in the morning. So I didn't have to pay $45 for Hash House and Go-Go every morning for breakfast to eat far too much food. It was good to just have like something that could get me going through lunch and like not have to worry about limited food options at the Rio. Because there, there really is not a ton left, right? The um, yeah. You have the Korean barbecue place, you have Smashburger, you have the Sports Deli, which used to be a favorite of mine, but has really gone downhill over the years. You have the, um, there's that, there's that Asian place, which is very popular, um, which I think is like dim sum. I've actually never, it's the only place in the Rio I've never eaten. And like, I think at that, at, like at this point, like that's it in the Rio. The buffet's yeah. gone. The Indian place is gone. Oh, is they, that? Guy, Guy Fieri opens in the evening. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and Guy Fieri's Oburo Baracho. Uh, yeah, that was uh, only oh, open in uh-huh. the evenings, like three out of the five I, days of the convention. And I heard that actually closed. Permanently. Oh, well, then that's gone too. Yes. Yeah, so, Maybe like, there's something better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So be for terrible. dinner, I, I think it... it it would be more challenging unless you're going to like door dash and grab pub, which is frankly what me and my friends do. We order pizza, get it delivered, take it up to the room, watch Star Trek all evening. Right? That's we literally can... went to a place with two hundred dollars soup the last time, Alex. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, in the in the fullness of experiences of being in Vegas for SCLV, I, I, because. I mean, and we did talk Morehouse out of the hotel room for one of those dinners, which he very reluctantly did and like had an okay time. But like, we didn't order the soup. Yes. I I wonder what the hell is in it. I don't, it's called Buddha over the wall. There's no description. That's it. Was this at the Rio? No, no, it was at the shit. Alex, where was was that? Was that the one we went to at Paris? No, it was the. Oh, 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 was that the one we went to at Venetian? Yes. The, like, Asian place? Yes. 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 A Mysterious Soup, just Buddha over the wall, $203. You're Buddha over the wall if you order that soup, I think. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Was the moral of that story. Yeah, you are. (laughs) 
it makes the Rio's food prices not look that bad. And then we'll talk more in the second part of this about food too. But for lunch, they you are a little bit better covered. Um, Jimmy's Place opens at the convention site and they have sandwiches, salads, cheeseburgers, nothing to write home about. Um, but there's food there to keep you going through the day. And they let you wander with it. So you can at least go into any any of the spaces and, and eat your lunch and, you know, watch a panel. Pro tip. Just, just this one's a this one's a freebie for all of your listeners. All take it from free. take it from somebody who knows the uh, packeted sandwiches that are in the coolers in the gift shop. Not worth your time. No, no. <laughs> Fair. It feels like there's more of a story there that I do not want the, to yeah, hear. The, Don't I'll, want those details. I'll, I'll just say this: <laughs> the tuna salad is particularly egregious. Oh. <laughs> At least it wasn't I egg salad. <laughs> And then you run into LeVar Burton on the way into the bathroom. This is how I have so many encounters with the actors (laughs) in and out of the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Ron, I completely ruined your show. No, I think that's that's a a good way to end our our hotel segment. Um, I think that's the perfect, perfect bookend, (laughs) unless y'all have anything else to add. So moving on to tickets, um, tickets I find are one of the most confusing in the beginning aspects of the convention because there's many different options and they come with different benefits, different, um, different perks. Um, so the baseline ticket, they're the general admission, which there's even different levels there. You can buy, they call it the weekend general admission, which is good for the whole length of the convention, single day tickets, which obviously are single day preferred single day where you're actually picking a seat on a map for the individual day Um, and then they have generally as it gets closer gold star and groupon tickets Um, all of these tickets include admission to the main theater uh, the vendors room the promenade area autograph and photo op area secondary theater um, and pre-registration has everyone here done general admission at least one point yes yes perfect it was my preferred way actually yeah especially if you've been a few times i think we all spend so little time in that main theater yeah um and something creation does that a lot of other conventions don't do is you're guaranteed a seat a lot of other convention facilities they're going to oversell so you can't get into every everything that doesn't happen with creation um the next tier up is copper um with this you get a reserve seat the collector's limited edition coin admission to the saturday night gala which this year is a trek cabaret um have any of you done copper in the past? Yes, I have. And the reason is... I switched was because I picked a seat and then it was like, it was fine my first year, but then my second year, I was like three seats away from someone in general admission. And I was like, hold on oh. a second. I paid $200 more <laughs> to be three seats like left. And, of... to, be wedged, and to be wedged in where yeah. general admission over across the aisle, you could yeah, because there's always so many yeah. spare general admission seats. I, and I think that's the thing, right? It's it's sort of that question of like, what are you going for, yep. right? Like if mm-hmm. it, and and everybody has a different answer to this question, and and your answer is perfectly valid, whatever it is. If you're going for autographs, go big, go gold, right? You get twelve yep. free ones built in, you know. And if you've never been before then, well, you don't have those 12 autographs. Whoever it is, you don't have them. And I think like Jerry Ryan's gold signing this year, maybe, or, or somebody, one of the big ones they've announced. Uh, Tony Newsom, sorry, is gold signing this year, they announced. Um, if you're all about being in the main theater, doing the panels all day, every day, and you want to get as close to the stage as possible, then go for those expensive tickets, right? That's what, you know, if it, if it matters to you that you're center, you're as center as possible, as far forward as possible. That's going to get you that. I go general admission, um, and we have a little slight like the, the the general admission is not all the way at the back. It's also at the sides, and the sides run all the way down to the front. So if you're okay sitting at the sides, you can get pretty far down. And like there are portions of the theater, Brooke and I like to sit in a classified location that we don't want to reveal because it's it's actually a great location, and we don't <laughs> want everybody kind of knowing about it. And this is a public forum. Um, we sit in this particular place. It's great. We're pretty close to the stage. You know, nobody bothers us. There's always plenty of seats around us that are open. Um, uh, everybody can spread out and have their own space and not feel really cramped in. So, yeah, I mean, you can have a good experience on general admission. And we're in and out for the panels we want to see, right? We're not sitting in there all day, every day. Yeah. And then the other nice thing about general admission is if you 
I think you'll often find yourselves having overlaps. So something you want to watch will bleed 10 minutes into something else that you're also interested in. General admission allows you to sort of not disrupt anyone else by scooching out of your aisle, finding a space that just kind of works for coming and going. And I think that's my one of my, other than sitting with Alex in the undivulged location, that's my favorite thing about it is like sort of come and go nature of it. So I know one other thing, I, I've done copper a couple of times and the reason I do that, so the general admission ticket as I believe 265, um, the copper is 359. I love the gala. And I know with the copper captains and gold tickets, you get that admission as well. Um, when you've done GA, have you bought the gala ticket as well? Or is that something that you've generally skipped? Alex? Depends on if I'm interested in the like what it's very different every year. If yeah. it's the Nevada Pops doing Star Trek music, I'm there, right? Like that's an Same. easy yes for me. I'll yeah. and then I'll just buy the add-on ticket and I'll go. But like some of the, like I, I'm not super interested in the stars like singing at me, um, uh, especially and, with Sunday night happening with the rap. Yeah, it's, it's exactly very right, right. So so if it's like an actor, if it if it's a symphony orchestra thing, I'm there. If yep. it's an actor's thing, I'm typically not there. Um, so like the cabaret this year, I'll, I'll probably skip that. Yeah, same. So above copper, then you get into the captain's chair. Um, this one adds the perks of you get admission to the dance party, which has has anyone done the dance party before? No. I, I feel like we may, as I'm looking, I don't know if any of us are dance party people. Well, so so look at the got... Zoom, like, I can't dance. I, I you know, it, the fact that it has a dance party is really the thing that astounds me because I'm learning this for the very first time. And I'm trying to imagine how a dance party at a Star Trek convention goes. Well, Creation's website says it is the biggest party at the convention. Um, I went in 2019. It's at the Voodoo Lounge, right? Ticket. All the way at the top? No, it was, at least in 2019, it was in the secondary theater. They pulled okay. all the chairs yeah. out. It was well, at, like it school, used to be a like Voodoo Lounge years like years ago. dance in your gym. Yeah. Voodoo Lounge was popping. I didn't go there for the dance party, but I will say one year at Voodoo Lounge, I made some terrible decisions. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. The other interesting perk you get with Captain's Chair is the Creation Special Treat card, which I'm going to be honest with you. I, I did some digging and I found a picture of the card in 2018. And these were the perks that you get with the treat card. Um, and I got this when I was gold in 2019. But you got two randomly selected celebrity autographs. Because Creation does so many non-Star Trek conventions, they were both, I got one from Riverdale and one from Supernatural, which are shows I've never <laughs> seen. Gotcha. Um, you get 10% off one winning bid at one of the auctions, $5 off a t-shirt, $5 off additional- oh, Hold on a second. Clothes. You can pay $500 for something that's worth $50 instead of $600? Sign <laughs> <Exactly>. me up. <laughs> It would, I mean, the treat, it was the most like ridiculous thing that it, it, if you're getting a captain seat because of the, this card, avoid it. Um, yeah. 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 And then the last perk they say is you can renew your exact seat for 2024. Um, oh. I don't know. It, it I've never name. done captains. I think captain's chairs, it's expensive for what you're getting. Definitely. And that's uh, right. Like it, it sounds like it's not going to be at the Rio. So I was just going to say know, that. Yeah. like having the same seat next year might not right like who know like i heard it's not going to be back at uh that that they don't know where they're going to be it won't be back at ballets right i if i had to roll the dice and spend some money on it my bet would be on uh on being back at the old las vegas hilton the westgate um uh but uh cuz like where else are they going to end up right um but but who know right like g7 in the rio's main theater mm -hmm. is not going to be the same g7 that it is in any other hotel conference facility yeah i think they're definitely going to have to take it off strip the orleans is a possibility um but still like to your point uh g7 is not going to be the same in that that orleans you know ballroom because it's nowhere near as big as the rio's facility yeah. the rio's facility is huge enormous and, you know, to yeah. go back to the, the general admission that. You might be in the very back of the theater, but they videotape everything and broadcast onto these big screens. So you're not missing anything that's happening on the main screen. If you've never been there, they project the audio. You're really not missing anything by being in the back. Um, but that brings us up to the highest ticket tier level, which is the gold level. Um, with this, you get all the other benefits. Plus you get, they say they're 12 or 13 complimentary autographs. 
um, priority line for gold autographs. And then there's a gold Thursday night dinner party, which has anybody done gold? No. no. I was, like I said, I was gifted a ticket in 2019. Um, the complimentary autographs, if you collect autographs, are a lot of fun. This year, half of, I'm going gold this year. It's the first time I've bought the gold ticket. Hey, you. Well, half the autographs are from the Orville, which is great. It's a good show, yeah. but uh, I'm going to a Star Trek convention. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, yeah, Ron. Yeah, priority. yeah. From your, from your lips to God's ears. So- um, the priority line for gold autographs, I think a lot of people see this and think they're going to get front of the line for every autograph that they're getting. And that's not the case. The way that they do this, it's just for those 12 or 13 free autographs. And they call them by row. So if you're in row A, you're one of the first 50 people to go. If you're getting an autograph from somebody that's getting this complimentary for gold patrons, you're going to wait. Some of these people, take it takes hours for them to get through their autograph line. Yeah. Um, but you're not moving to the front of the line with everyone. If uh, any of the delightful people who live within A1 through 50 are listening to this, you know, uh, just know that I say this with all the love in the world, but... They are a fairly entitled bunch, and they do enjoy having their time with the uh, uh, with the actors. So, um, and the fact that they're there after ten minutes means that they feel no compunction about how long yeah. it then will take all of the people who come after that. I think it was Sonequa yep. Martin Green in 2019 that they had to bring her back in the evening. Yeah, After yeah. the programming was done, she was yeah. sitting in the theater still signing autographs. Alice Krieger, they had broken down the whole convention except for one table that she was signing at by like nine o'clock in the evening on Sunday. That's how long it took. And then the dinner party is something. So I have heard that the Rio has a really good steakhouse. I've never dined there. The Voodoo Steakhouse. Has anyone actually eaten the Voodoo? Mm-mm. So the dinner party used to be at the Voodoo Steakhouse and it was a buffet set up with voodoo food that was delicious when i had my ticket in 2019 this may have been the first year that it was in the main theater and it was taco buffet mm. quality of the food was nothing special the highlight was renee aubergeois and uh did visitor did a wonderful performance but again if you're getting the gold ticket for the dinner avoid it um it's really not worth it in, in my eyes but you do get good seats you get those free autographs so having said that are you all going gold now have we have we sold you is that <laughs> no <laughs> i'm spending my, with my on, choices i'm spending my money on buddha over the wall this time you know, because the mystery <laughs> the mystery's been haunting me since you know last it, year this is where yeah. we'll say burke i know you haven't booked your trip yet but they do yeah. typically do the group one and gold star tickets um those come out usually about a week maybe two before the convention it's not 100% guaranteed. They didn't do them last year when the convention was at Bally's because it did sell out. They didn't do it at the 50th anniversary because it was a sellout. Um, but I would anticipate that happening this year. The Rio space is absolutely huge. Yeah. Um, and I've heard from people that it's a really good way to go. If I was going at the last minute, um, there's a secondary Facebook group. It's the Buy, Sell, Star Trek Convention Experiences Las Vegas Mission Tour. It's a mouthful. Um, what's the acronym for that that Ron? put that in your uh, link put that in the show notes Um, but this is a group that is run by the folks that run the star trek convention experiences group it's no scalping so tickets are not sold for any more than they were paid and folks that can't go at the last minute it's a good way to get a discount ticket as it gets closer to the convention Um, and i'd say if you're going to do gold that's a good way to get a gold ticket for sometimes a couple hundred dollars off Um, downside is it's not until the very last minute often but there are some really good deals there yeah, the other thing about that too is a lot of the a lot of the gold ticket holders who are in the like front rows who've been doing it for donkey's years, like a lot of the gold autographs will repeat sometimes many times. So they have those autographs already, sometimes multiple versions of it, and oftentimes will be looking to offload their complimentary autographs for a nominal fee. That nominal fee normally being less than you would pay if you bought that autograph up front and you then have the you know it puts you in the gold signers rather than if you have any of the lower ticket categories and you want one of the gold autographs you have to wait for all of the golds then if you have the pdf ticket then if you have the paper ticket if you have the if you have the the hard ticket that you bought at the convention from what we were just talking about you could be waiting a long long time so 
you know, like there are a lot of those that change hands as well online for people who are, you know, trying to shift them or get rid of them. Some people give them away, some people sell them, but normally you get a better deal. If you don't get a better deal, at least you are guaranteed to spend less time waiting if you have one of those gold uh, autograph tickets than, you know, if you bought your own autograph ticket that would necessarily put you behind all those people and everybody else. Absolutely. So really they could just take away that really long Facebook group title and just it's some sort of like great exchange. It's the Ferengi. Like it feels like maybe you'll get upcharged a nominal fee, but it's very fair, you know, and Ferengi-esque way, I guess. It's it's the rule of acquisition number one. When you have your money, you never give it back. The creation oh. entertainment promise. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> For years, I went on the, the group on our gold star tickets on purpose. I would wait for them to come out and I would get the general admission single day. And that's the only way you can do it is you can't buy the weekend package. You have to do each single day and show up and present your ticket every single day. And I did that for years. Um, last year I was a vendor this year. I'm a vendor. I'm not going to see the outside of the vendors hall all weekend long, unless I'm going <laughs> to a bar. Um, yeah. And that's, that's actually a legitimate excuse. It's, it's not that laborious to check in every day. It's yeah. really not. It, it's, it, it's a very long day with a long stretch of hours that everything's open. You've got plenty of time before any like actual official things kick off. Um, I find that like there are some airlines that only want to fly in on certain days. So like in all likelihood, I either have to fly in on Monday or Thursday. And so like when the convention was starting on a Wednesday, I'd miss a day missing the pre registration and all that. It was it was not that bad. And I ultimately just chose the days that I could actually be there. So it, there's no wrong way to choose your admission pass, I don't think. And being a newbie general is a good way to start. And you just kind of find your little, your people. And sorry, this is a bit of a side tangent, but like Alex and was joking. You weren't joking, actually. You were bragging, but um, about our little, our little seating area. But I like the fact that when you do general admission, you kind of just find your little tribe, you know, it's, it's a little bit where you, you're not always just sequestered into the same area. Um, it feels like it's a bit more of an organic experience. So I guess if someone was brand new, I would encourage that because it's kind of a way to, I don't know, make connections. And yeah, I, I think it's kind of a fun way to approach it if you're a first timer. I agree. And I think it's, um, there's a lot of the time more action in the GA seats than there are up front. Um, I think it mm -hmm. was uh, Rain Wilson who was doing a panel once and he came out and was looking into the audience and well, where is everybody? And the first couple rows of gold folks, they were signing so that it was completely empty. Um, but you get to the back and there's, you can spread out. There's a lot more room. If you need to disconnect, put headphones in there. There are so many seats in this venue. I've never seen that theater even remotely close to filled. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's and it's very common. Uh, like Alex said, the side panels are general admission generally. And I've sat two rows behind Terry Farrell while she didn't want to be in the green room and wanted to come out <laughs> and listen to the panel that was prior to hers. And so there have been multiple times where it's I, it's like, you know, it's it's not rubbing shoulders, but it's just existing in this very natural space with these people that we really respect and we're there to see um, not in their you know, panel capacity, but you're just kind of in the same sphere. And so you, you get that with general admission too. So. So there is one last tier ticket we haven't covered. And I didn't even know this existed until today. I did some, some homework on this. Um, so you have your gold ticket, gotta be it, right? So your gold Latin's ticket is $1,100 and that gets you the autographs. And then as it gets oh, closer VIP. to the convention, VIP, now the way these work, they don't sell them through creations website. They will release them through creations eBay store. Yeah. And you have to bid on them. And typically the bidding is around $3,000. What? In addition Sorry. to that, that does not actually include your admission. You have to also purchase a gold ticket. So you're yes. looking at about $4,100 to get in on this. These are the Ferengi. These, yeah. this, oh. these are the Ferengi of the scenario. <laughs> There's this... Um... But it has some pretty nice perks, right? You get backstage access. Yep. You immediately access. get to go to the front of all of the photo art lines. I think the autograph lines as well. I know the photo art lines for sure because there's this one guy and his daughter who have done VIP pretty much every year. And they show up at a lot of photo ops that I want to do too and like swan into the front. And then because <laughs> this guy clearly just has 
like a lot of money. He he normally buys like four or five photo op tickets for the people that he wants the pictures with. So that so they'll do all kinds of poses, and it'll always be the first thing, and it's the same guy every time. Uh, you know, I, who knows how he made his money, but he sort of has that look about him that says that, you know, it was in like car salesman or something like that. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah, it's him and his daughter. They clearly have a great time. And like, he clearly enjoys being backstage and stuff like he'll pop out of the side door type thing rather than, you know, come in the main entrance with the rest of us, <laughs> like common people. <laughs> Ron, I can assure you that is not in the Trek Geeks budget for this year. Uh, for Con Pod. So I'm sorry, we're my friends. Wrapping up this show, then I think we're, we've, we've had a good run. But but nor nor is the blatant capitalism part of the Starfleet, the Star Trek future, right? We needn't uh, throw money around quite like that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's um, so. That, so Ron, you're getting that, I assume. I'm, you know. <laughs> Gathering up my gold. credit card, seeing what we can max out to make it happen. I think it's a, I can't imagine. I mean, you do. And from what I could see, those are really the two benefits. It's you get access to the green room. So you get some one-on-one -on -one time with a lot of the talent um, in front of the line access, from what I understand, to everything, photo ops, autographs. That's a hefty ticket. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, the, the kicker is you have to buy an admission ticket after you get the VIP off of eBay. And it has you would to be think they'd throw in the admission ticket for you. Right. I mean, come on. Rule of acquisition number one, Bill. <laughs> I, I know, I know. The creation so, difference. <laughs> although there is a guaranteed seat in the theater for that person. They, yes, yes, yes. After and they, they pay get, $4, And they get talked about on a podcast randomly. Yeah. So like, we're giving them air. Anyone's done here. the VIP and wants to be on the podcast, please reach out to me. We'd love to hear what that involves. <laughs> yeah. No shame. But yeah. having said that, I would like to thank everyone for joining us this evening. If everybody wants to stay in touch, Brooke, how can they keep in touch with you? I will, re I will readily admit that um, my Twitter what diminished since the great takeover and then the not take and then the takeover and then the not takeover and then the but I'm at the replimat on Twitter. So fabulous. And Alex, if people want to stay in touch with you. I'm on Twitter at Alexander T. Perry and my weekly Star Trek news show Weekly Trek is at Weekly Trek. Fabulous. Great show. Loved your episode this week, by the way. Look oh, thank you. Monday getting that. that drop. So thank you. And Bill, if people want to keep in touch with you, how can they stay in touch? When I am not canceling Ron Robles podcast, I am, uh, I can be found as, as half of Trek geeks pretty much everywhere on social media. Fabulous. Well, thank you again for joining us. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with the part two of this, which will cover everything else you need to know about the 57 year mission in Las Vegas. In the meantime, 140 days. I'm hoping to see you all in Vegas. Thank you. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs>